Welcome to the show. This is TJ. Hi, it's Michael. Michael, are you a power bottom? I like to be tied up. I like to be handcuffed. <laughs> You're an idiot. Let's go to a commercial, Michael. They're not commercials. <laughs> Michael. Welcome to Quirinstein Bears, the podcast. I just don't like her. Your hosts, CJ and Michael Burlow. Wait, why can't I say that? It's a lot bigger in person. Stop it. Check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Screaming. By searching the Quirinstein Bears, the podcast. You really don't understand. <laughs> That's disgusting. <laughs> And now, here are your hosts, CJ and Michael. Hey, 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 hey. We're back, 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 back again. It's Tuesday. Do you know where your kids are at? No, but I know that you're coming to me from the other room. <laughs> right? <laughs> Hi, everybody. So we're going to get out of, the, out of the way like we did last week. Me and Michael are on location right now in LA recording this episode, obviously. And we couldn't be in the same room to record it because it would have sounded really weird because bringing the soundboard to LA with the mics and everything would have made it, you know, risky to, for the microphones to break and everything like that. Right. It um, would have been no, no sense to bring it just for a couple of days that I'm there. So exactly. So Michael's in the other room. I'm in the bedroom while he's sitting in the living room of this fucking suite that we have. Uh, and that's why this is going to sound a little weird. So I just want to get it out of the way now. Don't judge us. We still want to put it on an episode. And this was the best way to do it. I know. We're busy being the girls. The girls. But it's Tuesday. That means it's a new episode of the Grandstein Bears. Y'all ready for this? Nope, stop. We don't own the rights. We can't. Oh, even if we sing it, we don't. We can't do it. I mean, you can, but it's funnier. Because there's no whisper tone in the background. So, I mean, technically, we could sing whatever we wanted. I mean, if you would like to sing it, you're more than welcome to. No, I am all set. I'm uh, all space jammed out. Michael, how was, actually, I'm not even going to ask how your week was because I know how your week was. And uh, what I want to know from you, Michael, is we went to Disney on Sunday. We did. Uh, we went to Disneyland for the first time in over a year. Which I haven't I been, was, it's been two years since I've been. Yeah. So me and Ginger went in 2019. So yeah, I guess it was two. Yeah, um, I was in, two, I was in 2019 as well. And we were, we were lucky enough to go with Peppermint. Yeah, she's such a sweetheart. How was your time in LA? Like, what did you enjoy? Like, finally leaving Orlando after two years of not like of being cooped up in one city. Yeah, and after like the the garbage week I had, and if you follow me on social media, you probably know what I'm talking about. But um, yeah, it was nice to just get away and kind of just clear my mind and clear my head and be with you and be with Ginger and be with people that I love and be with my friends. And it was it was nice. It was, and I had a blast at Disneyland, my favorite place in the entire world. So it helped cheer me up a little bit and get me out of my slump. The last time we left orlando was charleston like the no, last we time were, we actually no we were in la we in april Florida. oh that's right we were here in april yeah this, but we I, didn't was do, like, I mean we I, yeah but at the same time that was more like work than anything like yeah we did a few things that were outside of work but everything was still closed no right we didn't really do anything aside from like working on wigs in a blanket and then we literally just you know like hung around the hotel and like went shopping we didn't like do like i don't want to say vacation things because we weren't there for a vacation but we didn't do like extracurricular activities after not like leaving orlando for two years you know yeah so i don't count that trip because it was a work trip it didn't really it wasn't a pleasure trip it wasn't this was the first time i got to go and do something fun because y'all had a couple days off so it was nice to like go and actually do like the girl things the girl things yeah so that that's (laughs) that's what i was getting at michael um yeah so we did disney uh out of everything that we did at disney michael what would you say was kind of like your highlighted moment like your favorite ride like what what would you say was kind of like the most? so my favorite things were 
mint juleps, the Mickey beignets, <laughs> peanut yes. butter sandwiches, the carrot cake churros, the jambalaya in New Orleans Square, the fried chicken at the Plaza Inn. So the just mac- the food. The mac and cheese cone in Cars Land, the <laughs> Mickey's Fun Wheel drink at the Ariel's Grotto Bar, or now it's the, the Pixar Pier Bar. Um, I really, really liked the rosé at the Napa Rose Cafe. I also really, really enjoyed the, um, the Dole Whip stand. You know, they have that new fancy raspberry Dole Whip from the Moana movie. So, you know, those are my favorite things. So food. Food. I mean, the food at Disneyland is the best. It's like real fancy food. It's a good. The food at Disneyland is way better than the food at Disney World, hands down. <laughs> uh it's because it's because so the reason the food is so good at Disneyland is because they hired the girl who used to be the I don't know why I know this, but they hired the woman who used to be the director of all the USC camp, like all the University of California campuses to come in and like revamp all the food because Disneyland was sick of selling like burgers and fr- high fries and hot dogs, like what they sell in Orlando. So they like revamp the whole food in every like every location at Disneyland has like different iconic food. So, well, that's good. I didn't know that. I knew like every little area had its own kind of like flavor, if you will. Right. Um, which, which is completely different than Orlando because, you know, well, I shouldn't say Orlando because it's not Orlando. In Le Buena Vista. Le Buena um, Vista or Kissimmee. <laughs> <laughs> it is very generic across the board with the exception of like a few places but then like even those few places it's just a copy and paste from a different area like right. you you can go to pinocchio's house in village house and get a pizza but then like go to like a, another you can go to Frontierland and get a flatbread pizza it's that literally same the same pizza thing. at pico's bills yeah yeah it, it's just like i'm unlike you know disneyland where you can go to cars and get a cone of mac and cheese or a burger across at flows and then go literally right outside of cars land to uh pixar pier and get you know the fancy cocktails a, yeah a completely different experience i'm obsessed with the with the um the the chili cone they have because they call it a chili cone queso not chili con queso i thought that was you know punny yeah what was your favorite part of disneyland cj Uh, my favorite thing of disneyland like always is the fact that like we can do things that we don't necessarily have in orlando yeah of course they have like they have well let me let me let me get to where this is going like there are certain things in Anaheim that we can't really do at, at Disney World. So like, yes, they have cars, but that's basically test track. Right. It's the exact Indiana, same ride as test track. <laughs> yeah. They have Indiana Jones, which is basically dinosaur. But what I'm talking about is like they have Spider-Man now, which is we don't have anything like that in our park at Disney World. We my have favorite's it. always been like my favorite's always been like the old school dark rides that they still have at Disneyland. So like the Snow White and the yeah. Alice in Wonderland and the Pinocchio. And Mr. Toad. Mr. Toad and the store and the storybook canal boats like i love that. yeah like, like cheesy old disney stuff yeah like the things that we don't necessarily have at our park those are things i enjoy when i go to disneyland and those are the things i really focus on when i go there because i can only do them here like i'll like i wanted to do mission breakout but in my mind i'm like it's tower of terror but just with crappy characters that i don't know it's about. great i love mission breakout I, i'm sad we didn't get to go on it this time but i was on it last time i was there and it was so much fun it's a different yeah. experience than tower because the the, the drop profile is different than it is on tower. Like on tower, it's a lot of like up and down. There's more hang time on guardian. So it's a different feeling. Yeah. It's the same fucking thing. It's the same ride system. Yes. But it's a little bit different. It's a yeah, it's, schmeckle it's, different as your people would it's, say. It's the same ride system. Um, But like, then we can do like, we can do like the shows that they have at Disneyland. So like uh world of color and, and all of that. So the world is a carousel of color. Yeah. So those are the things that I kind of enjoy. And those are the things I did enjoy when we go. I'm uh, sad Mickey 
the magical map wasn't there anymore because that's my favorite oh my. Disney show. Where that fucking oh. that fucking that fucking connect that boat from Princess and the Frog comes on out. She's like, you gotta dig a little deeper. Yeah. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna sing this whole episode. I can tell. So those are the things I enjoy. But Michael, I think we've talked enough about our trip to Disneyland. This is our this is our Disneyland recap episode. <laughs> Every week is gonna be, be a fun recap to- or something. That would be a fun topic. Yeah, uh, but they're not called topics, Michael. I thought they're not. I didn't mean that. Oh, let's let's move on. We have an episode of Drag Race to talk about. Oh, we're, we're RuPaul Drag Race. This show's boring. Go to the bumper. Now it's off to the races. We're not supposed to reference when we call them bumpers or interstitials or anything like that. Michael, this week was a very interesting episode. Yeah, it was a uh, girl <laughs> groups with girl groups with a message. So we are the world girl group. So Spice Girls take on we are the world. I would say it was like, yeah, like, so I, the, the girl group challenges have gotten progressively like they've gotten better um and yes. then they got worse uh-huh uh we went from fucking i'm in love i'm in love with jeffrey Dahmer. i love like, that one i thought that one was so great i'm in love dancing dancing around with fucking cut out heart on us on the main cute. stage no to this one it was night and day i just don't understand i like so i get that they're like that they like can't show us how they choreograph everything but they show them how they're choreographing it they didn't show them choreographing themselves on stairs on the sides of the stage like well so here's the inside tea about all of that uh, a little bit of inside knowledge Ooh. obviously because my husband is junior binge um <laughs> it would be an, an episode. episode once an episode <laughs> and my is, husband is nobody nope what you see on tv when they're choreographing with themselves uh when they're all in charge of choreographing themselves is 100 percent accurate like the girls are told you're going to choreograph this number that's it then after they choreograph themselves a choreographer not necessarily jamal or todrick who they who they normally use like an on-staff non-celebrity choreographer yeah will come in and go okay now we're going to choreograph the rest of it because if you notice like toward the end when kylie's doing her number the other team does the crowning motion all at the same time right that they didn't show that choreograph. No, and they don't because it's it's boring. Nobody wants to watch. Them right? No, I get it. I get it. Choreography and stuff like that. So you know, it's an overnight thing. They go into production, like they go into rehearsals after the camera stop rolling and the crew is sent home. The girls come back and they go into like a rehearsal. So they are continuing off camera, like the other choreography and and all of that kind of stuff. So a little inside, if you didn't know. Oh, yeah, I always like to get the inside tea. Right. I like the synopsis for the this episode. Episode. Did you read it? I did not read the synopsis of this episode. Drag and activism comes together as the all-stars record and perform an inspiring anthem. Show up queen. Designer extraordinaire Zaldi brings his eyes for fashion to the judgment panel. Oh. Activism, like they're out there, we are the worlding it. They sang about themselves. Right? <laughs> the only person that had like an activism-esque message was trinity yeah well i mean so i don't it wasn't even about activism so it's weird that that's the synopsis of the episode right it's almost like it's what was that one from season five when they say like the we are the world one uh let, let me get uh, an amen let me get an amen can i get an let amen we have that one that's the most like that you is what i imagine yourself how can you love somebody else? that's the put on a sequence gown <laughs> 
moment. Yeah. But that like that's what I imagined like this was gonna be. Like I was expecting it to be like a we are the world kumbaya, like come to God moment. And it was just like another pop song. Well, it actually it more it reminds me more of like the season six girl group challenge. Like that oh, was the feeling I got from it. Um was that like that one when, when Darian Lake was like walking down the dirty city street. Yeah, look at my <laughs> dirty feet. Yeah. Yeah. That, that one. Um like that's the feeling I got from this this challenge in particularly because like I was watching it and I was like okay well the way the camera is moving the fact that it was more of kind of a rappy esque like hip hop beat behind it right um that's what I got from it and once again just like down under Michelle got a moment to shine I'm glad we I'm glad we're giving her her moment I just looked <laughs> up the I just looked up the lyrics for that Darian Lake verse uh, please I want you to reenact it right now big girl why you all in your bare feet walking down the dirty city street keep going there's more keep your shoes on honey to make that money because your toenail dragon ain't ain't that sure funny that's it i need that to be the prom the promo for this episode michael Dude, why are you walking your bare feet down the dirty city street how did she write that delusional in her hotel room <laughs> that's the first time i've laughed in days so i needed that well, that's good. I'm glad at Disneyland you didn't laugh at all. No, not one bit. I sat there stoic not- the whole day and looked off into the sunset. On your, <gasps> on, your, on your horse. On my horse. Anyways, back to this lovely Drag Race episode, the, the show up Queen's girl group. And then, you know, they all did their thing. They made it really shady with Ginger, which kind of pissed me off because that's not at all what happened. Do you want to get in the tea um, on that? Because we've heard about that. I mean, you I mean, and I have heard about that. I don't know if the fans have heard about that. Um, I'm not going to spill that tea. It's not my place to spill that tea. Just know that editing uh, is a bitch is heavy yeah very heavy in this episode they do their thing it was cute it was fun uh we watched pandora actually talk this this episode and actually yeah it's been weird she like hasn't had hardly any screen time but she is so quiet if you ever like if you watch an episode of drag race you can always tell who is going to potentially be in the bottom and who's going home because they give them more screen time. Well, I noticed the second they started like talk- Jan talking about how she's going to win this episode or whatever, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, she's going home. I'm she's going to lose. Yeah. Like just, The second they started like highlighting Jan at the beginning of the episode, I'm like, oh, she's done. Yeah, like they started highlighting Jan. They allowed Pandora to have some screen time and have some kind of a story to this, this episode. So I was like, oh, even knowing what was going to happen, I was like, oh, this is real obvious about who's about to be in the bottom and who's gonna go home and i get it though because like you know they, they kind of did pandy a little dirty like they allowed her to open up and they allowed her to kind of have all these emotions meanwhile like they could have allowed her to build up this whole thing all season but instead right. it was like the minute the episode starts it goes with well there's two of us in here who don't have a win and it sets this whole thing up about like well either they're gonna give Pandora the win or they're gonna make her in the bottom and potentially go home right and the minute they like started showing her struggling in the dancing challenge and like struggling with that again it goes into the well is she gonna do a Kylie like Kylie did with the blue American and soar and they're gonna just put like say you did amazing you had tried you really tried hard it may not have been the best but you put your all into it or are they gonna go you sucked you're going home which unfortunately they chose the latter and right it really just sucked and i love pandora and i think they're kind of doing her a little dirty with the way they're editing her but i'm also in the same boat with jan i think jan is a lovely person i think she is one of the most talented singers on. i think show. she's getting a bad edit she is 
Oh, 100%. They are making her look like she is a child. It bothers um, me because, like, she's one of my, like, in recent seasons, like, the last, like, couple seasons, she's one of my favorite queens to come off of the show in the last couple years. So it just, like, really bothers me the way I see her getting edited because I feel like they, if for two seasons, like, the two seasons that she's done, they've used her to kind of craft her into whatever narrative they want her to be, and that's not really her. Yeah. No, 100%. So then they do the challenge. Somehow Trinity K. Bonet won. I do um, think she was the strongest one in there. It was either her, it was either going to be her or Ginger, like realistically speaking. I, honestly, but, I thought, I honestly think while yes, Ginger's verse was super strong, I think Eureka's was stronger. You do? Yeah. I just I hated do. your, I hated everybody on that team's outfits. I hated all of them. Yeah. I mean, that's like, I agree, but the whole challenge wasn't about what you were wearing. It's about your verse. No, I know. I know. I know. But it's like and, if you're a girl group that's like part of it, your look. I, I think. Eureka had a very strong verse, and I honestly thought Eureka was going to win it. Um, somehow, Trinity K. Bonet won it. Wearing... I think it's because she was super, like, she she was the only one that had, like, her like her message was active. I think it had a lot to do with her, you know, being upfront. And even though this is the second time that she's been upfront open about her HIV diagnosis, I feel like that's probably why she got this win. Which is fine. And I Which is absolutely that. fine. I don't have an issue. I don't have an issue with that one bit. I'm just saying that that's, but, uh, to me, why she got the win and edged over Eureka. But then I also look at the runways that's part of the challenge. And what she wore was not tropical. It was carnival. Right. It was not. It was not tropical it in the least bit. Nothing to do with tropical. It was a giant fucking like backpack piece and some carnival feathers and all of this stuff. And I think honestly, it was something she had in her closet. She didn't want to make anything. She had right. it from Continental and she put it on and said, "This is what I'm wearing." So what you're saying is you had the costume. Yeah, and it's just to me, it it didn't it in no way, shape, form. You cannot tell me that that was tropical. Right. Just because she said it was, she had a, like a Havana Cuban like right. feeling to it. That doesn't make it tropical. That makes it carnival right. more than anything. Well, carnival is um, Brazil and Cuba doesn't have true. carnival. Any, regardless. regardless. But, you know, but, but you know what I'm but saying. I know, like, but I know what you mean. I know what you mean. She was more like <laughs> like Havana showgirl ask is what she was probably trying to say. Yeah. And then I look at everyone else's and I'm like, okay, this can be kind of tropical. Like, I love the Jam's look. I Yo, love my- Eureka's look. I, I I think Eureka's look was very well done. She loves a bodysuit and a bathing suit, though, girl. Like, I feel like that's all she that's- wears. That is all she wears. So I may be being biased, but my favorite look on this on the runway is Ginger's. And do you want to know why my, it's my favorite look? Why? Well, I don't know why. She comes out and fucking RuPaul cult refers to her as Sally Spectra. Do you know who Sally Spectra is? Uh, I've seen a photo of her. She's a character from The Bold and the Beautiful. Oh, Jesus. And I'm so mad that I didn't put two and two together when I saw Ginger in that outfit before with that hair. Because the second RuPaul said it, I'm like, oh, my God, that's Sally Spectra. And I, if anything, everybody knows me. I am obsessed with The Bold and the Beautiful. What? She's one of the most. She's one like she's one of like the old. She's not on anymore. She passed away, but she's like one of the most like iconic characters from the show. And like I'm so mad that I didn't put two and two together. I mean that happens, but that's fine. I agree, Ginger. It's the best Ginger's look. I would say all season. I don't agree because my favorite outfit that she's worn so far is still frills. I love the frills one. Well, frills. <laughs> Besides frills, like I love frills. Frills has always been my favorite simply because it's a nod to our favorite attraction and uh, uh, you know. Disney World, just like the cut of the outfit, the flowiness of that fucking jacket. She looked the, sexy. Yeah, she looked great. 
I, I just love it. Um, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that critique that she looks swallowed by it. I don't either. Coming from I, Zaldi, and like I understand Zaldi. Who's wearing a burlap suit? Like, what the fuck was he wearing? So I know burlap. Like what? Yeah, I don't. Whatever. Everyone's everyone's opinion is valid. Except That's true. I um, liked I liked uh, Raja's look a lot too. The like yeah, beachy Raja's like the, like beachy like I'm gonna like that was to me that was like okay super super cute and she, her body looks stunning in that outfit. But again, it could be off the rack. It could literally. It's not. It's that is not, very true. It's not fashion. I'm sorry. Like if you go on the runway, it, you need to either have something like completely couture to you or something that is so designer that right. I can't walk into like an H&M or a Gap or a fucking kiosk at a mall and get the same exact thing. It just felt very pedestrian, if you will. No, and I, I, I don't disagree. And I feel like finally from Kylie, we got something that was totally couture and totally unique. Like you could not find that in a store, what she was wearing. This is the oh, first no. time, like she's been beautiful throughout the whole season. This is the first time that she's walked out and I've been like, wow. Like, I was wowed when she walked out in that outfit. Yeah. Um, she gave a shout out to Sasha Colby. Yeah, who I, I love. I love Sasha Colby. Beautiful and stunning and iconic. And then Trinity lip-syncs against Alexis Mateo, and we get the gag of the century. I didn't know that the tie was even possible. Surprise, surprise. Everyone, like, was like, oh, what happens with the, what happens with the tie? What happens with the tie? Well, well this we is what out. happens with the tie, and y'all were not ready for that. I like how RuPaul's like, as it says in the All-Star rules, bitch, you never briefed us on the rules like that. I just love the fact that Ru finally learned how to act surprised. I know. She had no idea this was going right. to happen. She had no idea. The producer didn't tell her in her earpiece that this was going to happen. No idea. She finally learned to act. God bless her. And then, I'm not acted. And if you don't know, uh, Alexis Mateo pulls out Pandora's lipstick first and goes, uh, Pandora is the one who everyone decides to go home. And then right as Rue's about to say, so it is written, way. she goes, no, 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 I have another one. And everyone's like, oh, who could it be? Bitch, who else could it be? There's only one other person <laughs> there. Right? Like, y'all need to calm down. There's only one person there. She pulls out Jans and uh, it, the tie happens. Bruce says, according to the handbook, with an event of a tie, he goes back to the top all-star and you see Trinity to go, fuck. She didn't. She was like, okay, I'm in the clear. I'm in the clear. And she's like, oh shit, it's up to me now. Time to be the bad guy. Or in the fans case at this point, the good girl, because everyone wanted Jan to go home. Which uh, I don't understand because they loved her fucking two years ago. Yeah. And then she pulls Jan's and Jan goes home. So it was so awkward because then she was like, but I love you. I look up to you. You are my queen. I love you. I love you. Bitch, then why did you pick her? Because she had been in the bottom twice. But she also won and Pandora hadn't won anything. That's very fair. So then it brings to the point, like, do you judge based on wins alone or do you judge on how many times you've been in the bottom? I mean, it all depends on on the person. Me personally, if you have a win, even if I mean, I would have said I would have sent Pandora home over Jan. Oh, 100%. 100%. Simply because, like, Pandora hasn't won anything. She's been consistently safe, uh, just like Scarlet. And I think Jan, unfortunately, like, and this is going to sound bad, and I don't mean it for it to sound bad. I love both of them so much. They are part of the sisterhood, and I will go to bat for either of them every single, single day. day. I personally feel Jan has more to offer than I don't Pandora. disagree. I think they're both very talented. I just feel that Jan has a little bit more to offer than Pandora. So what you're saying is you find her concepts more exhilarating. I find her... I'm referencing referencing the the Thorgy and Kennedy Davenport moment. Oh, I just feel like Jan has taken more risks with what she's wearing on the runway than Pandora. I agree. 
I agree. agree. Pandora but, uh, does the same thing every week. She has the same silhouette every week. She ha- We know she's going to walk out in a 50s house outfit, like a house mom outfit. She's going to wear the similar hair with a similar necklace and a similar jewelry with a similar cut, just a different fabric. Right, right. And that's like that's what I said. I always love about Pandora is you know what you're going to get. She's never going to give you anything bad. She's going to give you Pandora. So she's going to give you constantly safe. Right. Whereas Jan thinks outside of the backpack, if you will. You're an idiot. Why am I an idiot? It's a reference. Because Jan Sport, get it? Like backpack? Yeah, I, I got what you were saying. Why can't I? I can't I can't be clever. I never said you couldn't be clever. So you think you're clever. I, but you said I was an idiot. Anyway, continue, Michael. Jan goes home. And then right before Jan leaves, we get the, no, no, no. There's a game within a game. Can we just find out what the fuck this is already? We already did. It's rock, paper, scissors. It's not rock, paper, scissors. Shut up. <laughs> so that was Drag Race. <laughs> just think, Michael. Guess what? Starting when does Holland start next week? <laughs> the 6th. Of August or September? August. So next week. Jesus. Is there going to be another hot guy with a beard again? Because I was here for fucking Madame Morrible or whatever her name was. Oh, <laughs> Madam Madness. <laughs> that one. <laughs> no, I'm so excited for Holland now that they revealed the cast and Vanessa Van Cartier is part of it. She's the, am, the Miss Continental, right? She's she's the current reigning Miss Continental. I am so excited that she is part of it. If you don't know who Vanessa Van Cartier is, I highly suggest Instagramming her. She is so um, pretty. Look her up on YouTube. She is gorgeous. She is fully transitioned. So she's going to be one of the full, like the first fully transitioned girls on Holland. She is lovely. She's super sweet, super talented, gorgeous. Her fashion is, do me a favor, do yourself a huge favor. Just look her up. Go to Instagram, Vanessa Van Cartier. She's a current reigning uh, Miss Continental 2019. Just phenomenal talent. Go look her up. You will not be upset by that. Do you know what she looks like? Who? A pretty, a prettier Cameron Michaels. No, don't ever compare the two. Just like facial structure wise, like in drag. Okay. I don't, you don't see that. But you don't see that? I don't agree. But I mean, we're all entitled to our wrong opinions. I guess not. Now that I'm scrolling through her Instagram more, I'm like, maybe not. Maybe that one picture she did. Oh, she's so pretty. She is very pretty. I, I adore her. She's so pretty. She's so, so fucking pretty. It's not even fair. It's not so fair I'm, that she's that pretty. So I'm very, very excited to see the season simply because, you know, she's on it. I mean, no discredit to all the other girls because I don't know the other girls, but I I have watched Vanessa. So I'm excited. I want to go to a continental pageant at some point. Bitch, you have not seen pageants until you got a continental. I know. I've always wanted to go. I feel like it'd be a lot of fun. It's in September in Chicago. Uh, yeah, I'll book my flight right now september 5th i'm busy so doing what i have a cleaning job. your hair oh that's right i forgot you have a job now. yeah all right well how about we uh take a little break and untuck in the interior illusions lounge while we sip our absolute cocktail while i sip my absolute bud light platinum Perfect. we'll be back everybody peace you're listening we're in scene bears the podcast <laughs> Ma, ma, ma. Michael, you have had a revolving door of men in the last couple of years. I don't know. I don't want to hear revolving door. I've had um, a few gentlemen callers. Okay, so you've had a revolving door of people come through your house and your heart. <laughs> and I, I've noticed by looking at the photos, it's kind of a wide array of types. Like you don't necessarily have like a certain type that you are necessarily like 
attracted to, if that makes sense. Yes and no. I have a general type, but I've been known to kind of skew outside of that. Well, let me ask you this. Like, what is your quote unquote type? Like, if you had to describe like the ideal person to be with, who, like, what would it look like? Who would they look like? So it's a couple things to me, a couple things physical, a couple things personality wise. First of all, we're going to go personality wise and then we're going to looks because I think personality is more important than looks. Um, You have to be able to make me laugh. You have to be able to put up with me. And like, by put up with me, I mean, like, I'm a lot and like, I'm just very, I'm 100% to myself, like myself 100% of the time. Very much like Jan is. She's just herself 100% on the, on the show. She's like, just, just a lot and very intense. So you have to be able to handle that. Um, I also, I need somebody that can excite, excite me intellectually. Like I can't date somebody that's for lack of a better term, stupid or unintelligent. I need <laughs> to be able to, you know, have stimulating conversation with you. Cause that's an important thing to me. Cause I love to talk. Why you like to talk just a little bit. So that's what matters to me at the end of the day. You have to be able to make me laugh. You have to be, you have, and you have to, we have to push each other to be better people. So we have to have each other's best interests in mind and we have to like strive for the ultimate best. I don't want a bum. I don't want somebody who doesn't give a shit. I want somebody who strives to be the best version of themselves and then turn pushes me to be the best version of myself. So those are like things personality wise. As far as looks goes, my only like hard limits are like, you have to be taller than me. I don't want you to be skinnier than me. <laughs> Just because I like, I like, I like a guy to take charge. So like, I like a little bit bigger of a guy and you have to have an infectious smile. Those are like my three hard limits. Anything outside of that is kind of like open to, open to like fluctuations. So I, I usually like guys with a little bit of melanin. I usually like, I sometimes will date uh, like Latin men or, you know, Hispanic men or Middle Eastern men. I prefer like guys that are a little bit hairier because I, I like I like I like a man, you know, like I like a man's man. Yeah, but let me ask you this: like, so obviously, uh, one of your exes kind of doesn't fit that the criteria that you kind of described, right? right? What kind of drew you to that individual at the time? I mean, obviously, we all know how it ended. Obviously, are we talking about? Yeah. Are we talking about Taylor? Yeah. Okay. I wasn't gonna say I wasn't gonna say a name because. I'll say his like name. I don't have anything. I don't have anything bad to say. Like I'll, I'll say. No, name. I have. I have nothing against him. I'm just not giving him clap. What kind of drew you to him? Because he doesn't kind of fit into what you just described. He he is a white boy who right. is shorter than you, thinner than you. Not anymore. Um, well, not anymore. But at the time of you guys being together, he was. He wasn't. You know, he wasn't. He was thin. Um, he wasn't really hairy in that sense. No, he's so not like, at all. So what kind of drew you to to him after like what you're describing? Because then you get someone like him. So I'm just kind of like it was all person. It was all personality. He checked all the personality boxes. And when wait, he had a personality. Well, he at the beginning of the relationship. What? And I don't want to. I don't want to talk shit. Like him and I, you know, we've had our differences. We've had whatever. Like we, everything's good now. Like I don't. I don't hold any grudges. I don't hold any. I don't have any ill will towards him. I wish him nothing but the best in his life and nothing but happiness. But. I'm not talking shit either. I'm not talking shit either. I just... No, 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 I know, I know. You just, you've heard, you as my friend have heard the worst of the worst and all the bad and everything. So like, I want to like clear that that like, I don't, even though you've heard all the bad, like I just don't, I don't wish anybody ill in life. But also outside of what you've told me, I have talked to him before. As, right. As, no, I know. As we have discussed earlier in like episodes, I was the catalyst, the the snowball, if you will, that triggered the avalanche. That is very true. Anyways, so, uh, <laughs> well, no, it, it's not an anyways kind of thing because it goes back. It goes to like what kind of leading into to you know the conversation. He when I started talking to him on the, on the, the level that I talked to him, there was no personality. That's why I stopped. That was talking. at the end. That was that- at the end of our relationship, though, and I agree that at that point it was things were not as they were at the beginning. 
thing. At that point when I had met him, A, it probably had something to do with the fact that he worked for Tower of Terror and I was obsessed with Tower of Terror. And I, I like said during my like college career, I said, I'm a fuck a bellhop. Like it was one of the like a goofy <laughs> thing that I like as stupid as that sounds, like I was like, I'm a fuck a bellhop. And Taylor's personality is what attracted me to him. Okay. Um, before I got into the relationship and before, you know, I got to really like know him like that deeply intimately, his personality wooed me and his personality it was what ensnared me. Okay. So I was willing to overlook like two boyfriends in my life have not been my type. It was my boyfriend before Taylor and Taylor have not been like my my usual type. What was the boyfriend before Taylor? Um, a skinny white twink bottom. Oh. With a beard. Yeah. Well, he at least turned off the hairy box. Yeah, his body wasn't hairy, but he had a beard. Uh, it's the same fucking thing. Yeah, no, I agree. But um, I know, right? Me dating a bottom. Weird. Right? I was a top in that relationship. Anyways, but yeah, <laughs> his person... To me, that was one of the instances where personality outweighed the physical aspects of it. I was still attracted to him, but he was nowhere near my type that I would like. If I was going out and searching a hookup, he was nowhere near my type that I would usually search out or seek. So it's so weird because like to me, I'm I'm pansexual, obviously. We we discussed that. I'm very much a personality kind of person. Like to me the personality will always outshine 100% of anything. Oh, I agree. Me too. But also on the same breath, I'm a very shallow person. Right. As somebody who like preaches body positivity and love and acceptance and all that stuff, I will admit I am a shallow person. I am very much a personality person as well. Like you need to have a personality. I need to be able to have a conversation with you. It needs to be an intellectual conversation. Um, You need to be able to lead a conversation if I don't want to lead one. Uh, You better be able to make me laugh. You better have, you know, some some quirks about you, some spontaneity. Yeah, you better be spontaneous. We'll just say it that way. Those are the things that I look for. Like, look at Ginger. Like, very much the person that when I, you know, started talking to was personality fucking through the roof. And obviously, he's an entertainer. Right. Um, And we just mash so well because of it. And then... You know, the physical aspect of it, yes, I adore the way Ginger looks. I think he is one of the most sexiest people in the entire world. Like, from the little dimples that he has when he smiles to the little dimples on his ass. Like, (laughs) everything about Ginger is perfect to me. From head to toe, I wouldn't change a single fucking thing. But it's also very weird because I would fuck a twink if they had a personality that matched it. Right. Like, if they weren't a pompous fucking douchebag and they could carry a conversation and and have fun laugh and all that kind of stuff i would fuck them as well see i because to me i'm more about like what the person is opposed to what the person looks like i agree that's how i've always been i've always been personality can outweigh the looks for me now when it comes to a hookup all bets are off the table if you have a dick and a heartbeat and you're mildly attractive i will fuck you Oh, I, I, I agree a thousand percent. If, if you're somewhat my type, I'm not telling, if, if I'm looking for a hookup, I'm not telling you no. But, but see, it's different for you and me because to me, I could do that with a woman. If I saw a woman that I found completely drop dead gorgeous and we had this chemistry, I would fuck the shit out of her. Right. I mean, to me, it's like, it's weird because we get so hung up on types in the gay community. Like, when you go to a club, I'll use me as an example. I am a heavier set bear. If I was to walk into Southern Nights, I'll use that because that's the local, you know, Twinkie club. It's Southern. Right. They wouldn't bat their eyelashes at because I don't fit their, their type. Their, their right. You don't fit what... the little pre-checked box. Yeah. But yet if I walked into Bear Den when it was around at the Parliament House, I was fucking eye candy. Absolutely. People were, people were fucking me with their eyes. So like, do you feel that like in our community, in the gay community, that... 
we need to do better when it comes to like labeling someone a type or do you think like we do it to ourselves because we put ourselves into these niche categories of bear twink cub twonk and, and, and stuff like that i feel like human beings in general and human beings just as the human experience want to classify things and want to put things into boxes because it's easier for them to digest easier for them to understand life in categories so a good category a bad category a twink a twonk a a bear, an otter. I feel like everybody wants that sense of belonging and everybody wants like to feel a part of something. That's why we categorize things and that's why we categorize each other. I don't feel like we need to do better as a community, but I feel like we need to be open to differences better as a community. So like, I'm not usually into twinks and like I generally am going to go search out a bear type guy or like a heavier set guy as before I would search out a twink. And I would, if I had two in front of me, I wouldn't even, I would even give the twink a chance even based on his personality over the bear. So if you're like someone like me, I need to open myself up to opportunities more and open myself up to letting some like not, being closed-minded in what I like and what I think and how I act and how I feel. Does that make sense? Yeah, but how do you do, like, how how does somebody do that? Like, what are some things that, like, if tomorrow you wanted to change the world, Michael, how does somebody in our community, like, start that process? Like, if, if you were to do it, what would you do first? I feel like it starts at home. So I feel like you need to be accepting of everybody. You need to be more open and put yourself out there more and not close yourself off to anything. So if a twink decided to buy me a drink at the bar, not not take his drink or not talk to him or not you know, be open to that, you know, give him a chance. Does that make, that's like, you have to give everybody a chance, I think. Yeah, I, I can, I understand that. It's like when the old people come to you and talk to you at the bar, instead of just shooing them away, just listen to them. And so, yeah, so like, I'd like, if an old guy came up to me at a bar and like bought me a drink, I'd be flattered and I would buy him a drink back to like, just return the favor as like general human decency, you know? Yeah, but unfortunately, like in our community, at least in like the, the stuck up portion of our community, because I won't classify all the communities a bad thing. The general thing is if an old person buys you a drink, they're not necessarily just buying you a drink. They're just trying to fuck you. They're trying to get in your pants. They're trying to relive their glory days, if you will. Right. But like, how would you react if, if an older if an older gentleman or an older an older female for that point bought you a but drink I've at a bar? Had, I've had it happen. I've had older gentlemen buy me drinks at a bar because, you know, as part of what my job, and I use that air quote, is is to engage people when I'm when I'm out there with ginger at these at these gigs is to talk to people and, and get them to feel comfortable with what's going on and to kind of woo them over to buy merch or tip Ginger more or just generally be like, oh, well, you know, CJ came over and talked to me. He was lovely. He was amazing. Uh, you know, he's a great representation of, of the brand of Ginger. So I've had older people buy me drinks and I've sat there and drank with them and partied with them and got to really understand like their side of gay history if you will we wouldn't be where we are we wouldn't be where we are today without the older generation yeah and i think it's just opening up the conversation with them not necessarily thinking oh he just wants to sleep with me because yes that did cross my mind yes there are people out there who genuinely just want to sleep with you they don't care about who you are they literally just want to sleep with you which hey if that's your thing good for you congratulations but just talking to them you really understand more about like their struggles and the fact that like a lot of them lost loved ones in the 80s due to the AIDS epidemic you know a lot of them were bullied harassed thrown in jail because of who they are and what they stand for and you know we need to understand that without like you said the older generation going through those things we wouldn't have the luxuries of RuPaul's Drag Race we wouldn't have the luxury of having open gay clubs in the like out in the general public grinder wouldn't be a thing like just understanding that the older gay generation is where it started no i agree and i think that with 
Like, I, I definitely agree that without the older generation, we wouldn't be where we are. And I feel like people in our generation, people our age and people in our gen- like our generation are so closed off. Even the possibility, even like entertaining just general human decency towards someone that's not their type or someone that's older than them or someone that doesn't fit their little preconceived notion of what they want, what they want to go home with. I feel like they just shut themselves off to that. And I feel like they're really doing a disservice, not only to themselves, but to the community at large, because that might be a connection you might make. You know? Yeah, and who knows? That old man had the biggest dick you've ever had. I'd be the best fuck that has ever been given to you. That is very true. A lot of old men, I've slept with a couple old men. They know what they're doing. And this is going to sound really bad, but that old man could be a millionaire and you just live happily ever after. Just oh my God, stop that. Anna Nicole, Chris. I'm just saying. What, Anna Nicole what Russell I'm, over there. What I'm basically saying is fucking give people a chance. They may not necessarily fit your type. You may not necessarily fit their type, but just fucking talk to people. And at the end of the day, we are a community. We need to do better. At the end of the day, it doesn't fucking matter. Michael, let's take a break before we go into this lovely ending. Uh, what's your type? I got abs, nice skin, tall. Okay, okay. What about you? Man, I like me something real slim. You know what I'm saying? I like me something, nah, big bone, you know, real <laughs> oh, slim. Oh, that's body shaming. Tell me how you just said the same thing I did. So how's that body shaming? Respectfully. Because guys don't have feelings. Like, this is why I can't fuck with guys. We body shaming all these girls. You got to look nice for your girl. All right, but you know what? Double standards. Jada Pickett. That's all I'm going to say. Respectfully. Champagne. You're listening to Quarantine Bears, the podcast. <laughs> Give me a break. Give me a break. Break me off a piece of that Kit Kat bar. Did you, see they have, did you see they have green tea Kit Kats in, in Japan? They have some great flavors in Japan. I'm sorry. I want a regular, standard, basic, boring, plain chocolate Kit Kat and delicious wafers. That's all I want, sis. They have, they have a double chocolate. It's like a milk chocolate outside with a dark chocolate wafer. So Do good. not want. I want the regular one. Oh, no good for you. We were just talking about types, Michael. Open your eyes to what's around you. That doesn't go for candy bars. For candy bars, I'm not. I'm not willing to change my type. Oh, okay. Well, Michael, this finally brings us to the end of this episode. How sad. Oh, why, why, why so soon? Why so soon? I, I don't know how long we've been going, but I'm sure we've definitely gone over the threshold of what we normally do. <laughs> of acceptable time to want to listen to us. Yes. If you would like, go follow me on social media at the CEE underscore J-A-Y across all socials. That's on, on almost at Spotify. <laughs> on Instagram, on uh, Twitter, on Facebook. Don't add me. You're not going to find me. But you can find my fan page. Just type in CJ. You'll find me. Of course, if you want to add me, go to at Mike Burlow on Instagram and Twitter. On Facebook, I won't add you, so don't try it unless you're really yep. cute. Yeah. And you can follow the podcast, Green Scene Bears Podcast across all socials. You can go to our website. Buy our merch. We need money. I like money. Michael, please money. we're poor help us if we had the money we would have been able to do this in the same room this week we would have we would have had uh lots of money you know because there's a colonial woman on the weaning of the plane churning butter and we need help <laughs> michael bear with me for a moment yes cj <sighs> if you are unvaccinated you are a petri dish you're an incubator please stay away from me i don't want to hear your excuse on why you are not vaccinated at the end of the day uh, vaccinations have eradicated a lot of huge things that have ever happened in uh, America. Smallpox, the measles, things like that. Things that will kill you if you do not get it. So to sit there and tell me that I'm uneducated in what the vaccine is, you're stupid. You're ridiculous. Go get fucking vaccinated. Literally, it has had a 0.09 effect on the million of people who have been vaccinated. There are studies out there that show that when the vaccination first started in December, out of the million people who got it, 
21 people had any type of adverse reaction to it. And it was usually within the 15 minutes of getting it, which means they had an allergic reaction to something that was in it. And then within three days, they were released from the hospital with no other symptoms. And they were perfectly fine. Uh, if you use the thing about women getting blood clots, that was nine people out of the three million women who have gotten the vaccine. Um, go get vaccinated. Continue to get tested for COVID to ensure that you are fully vaccinated. And by fully vaccinated, I mean that's two shots, Moderna or Pfizer, one shot of Johnson & Johnson. Go get vaccinated, people. It's really that easy. It's free. You can literally walk into CVS right now and get it fucking done. Bear with me, CJ. Yeah. If you're going to have a media outlet or an outlet for your creativity and you want to call out toxicity in other people or call out toxicity in the world, but you don't address the own toxicity in your own home or in your own life, you need to reevaluate what you're doing and turn the focus and the lens back on yourself. Bear with me. Oh, people. Oh, it's that time again. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Cranstein Bears. Uh, We hope that you have thoroughly enjoyed the 21 episodes that we have put out so far. Uh, If you want to listen to any of the old ones, cranstienbearspodcast.com. Click episodes. You can listen to all the 20 episodes that we've had before this one. Uh, If you don't like what you heard, go fuck yourself. Your opinion is wrong. And if you like it, please make sure to like, rate, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Yeah, let them know that you like us. Leave a review. Give us five stars. That'll help us. Uh, the algorithm on Apple will get us out there to a lot more people. Uh, the main goal of this podcast, if you don't know, is to help the individuals who may not necessarily know who or what they are uh, and want a better understanding of the gay community before they themselves explore the gay community coming from two people who have been very happily open and out in the community uh, for many, many years. Michael. Yes. Michael. Yes. Sing them out, please. Now it's time to say goodbye to all our company. Michael's here. CJ's in the other room. See you next Tuesday. Peace out. Bye, motherfuckers. Here in Steam Bears, the podcast. (laughs)